Hello, beautiful women. I am back. Oh, seven days postpartum. Here we are. And I just feel like I'm killing it, quite honestly. The support that I'm receiving, just how quickly I'm recovering physically, emotionally, mentally, everything has just been a complete 180 compared to my birth with my first daughter, Atlee, three years ago. And in this episode, I want to I want to share my birth experience three years ago versus today. And what was the reason that everything changed? What was the reason why everything went so incredibly smooth and I'm recovering so quickly? And just like my mental and emotional state is is completely different. And of course, there's that variable of, you know, the first time ever having a baby, being a mother. That's a lot, right? I wouldn't ever expect myself the first time being a mom to have this level of groundedness. But I do know that if I were to have started this work before giving birth to Atlee, I know that it would have made a tremendous difference. So I really want to speak to that today. And I also want to weave in this topic of my own personal story with healing ancestral birth trauma. Because when when we talk about birth, we're not just talking about our personal experience. We're not just talking about going online and finding a natural birth plan and printing it out and handing it to our midwife or, or our OBGYN. And like, that's, that's our birth, right? There's, a, there's so much going on here because we are working with a very spiritual creative process that most of us aren't aware of aren't conscious of, aren't attuned into. I know I definitely was not when I had Ali three years ago. So I want to speak to that. I want to weave that in because I think it's going to be really empowering for you to know like this is not maybe the the, the fear that you have around birth or your um, your the trauma that you've experienced from past births what what is this really about and how can we work to heal that and clear that so that moving forward not only do we feel very empowered and we're able to really go inward and trust our body during this experience but we actually become such better mothers and human beings and feminine core women because of it so wow so much to talk about today and Callie Ray is in the other room snoozing so we'll just go until I hear her start to shuffle around and then we'll just put a pause to this and um, we'll finish later. So, okay. Three years ago, I had Atlee, May 2020. Yes, it was right at the beginning of the quote unquote pandemic. Um, everything was shut down. Everyone was in hysteria. I felt quite alone just because, you know, all of the social parameters um, and isolation that was going on. Um, and I think that definitely played a part in just me feeling like really alone in the last months of my pregnancy. And if, if you, if you're new to my world, I don't do pregnancy. well. <laughs> um, I experience a lot of morning sickness, lots of puking, lots of, lots of stuff going on there. And, you know, if I ever do have another baby, I'm definitely going to 
um, look deeper into some ways to really balance my energy system and, and really go deep and really see what all of that is about. But I will leave that to another time. What what I experienced the last birth, and this was this is what's so incredible. Atlee's birth and Callie's birth, they were the exact same. They started out of nowhere. I had contractions two minutes apart right away. And it progressed very, very quickly until I was transitioning like three hours in. And then I pushed like maybe three pushes and the baby was out. Okay. The exact same birth. Two completely different experiences. And I just think that this is so beautiful because I can actually compare these two, right? Because the first birth that I had with Atlee, yes, I, I went through a birthing center, but it was still in a hospital setting. They were trained nurse midwives. So they were Western medicine first and then certified in midwifery. So there was a level of, you know, care and personal touch and priority to me, but it was still Western medicine. It was still within a hospital setting. I was still very much like trying to advocate for myself through every single moment. Um, you know, so when I was admitted in the contractions already started and, you know, I really didn't know what to expect or how to handle them other than, okay, I can fucking do this. Right. And at the time I had done a little bit of work in terms of uh, unplugging from Western medicine, taking back my power, healing myself, but I had not yet gone inward to really do the deep emotional healing, heal my emotions, heal my trauma. Um, I had no concept of like womb work or womb healing or connecting with my womb at all. So this was, this was before I, I really knew how to be in my body. Okay. Sure. I would meditate a couple times, but like I, there was no understanding of what it meant to be in my body, to, to identify as an energy being that has a body that has a mind. Instead, I was very much identifying with my, I am the body. I am the mind. And so this was the time in my life where I was doing a lot of mindset work, um, I was very much still in my masculine. Um, it's very much like in the self-help days, <laughs> right? Where I was like reading self-help books and journaling and doing affirmations and doing the hardcore mindset and rewriting limiting beliefs. But I was all I was doing it all from a mindset perspective instead of like taking it to my body and actually healing things. So that's really important to understand because during labor, when I would go into a contraction, it was very much like, okay, gear up, brace against the pain, try to dissociate, try to cut myself off from my body, try to think positive thoughts. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And like, so yes, you know, I was, I was able to breathe through them, but it was more of a, okay, let's get this over with. Oh my God, is it over yet? Oh my God, just keep hanging on. Oh my God, it's getting worse. Oh my God, can I do this? Okay, that's gone. Okay, now rest. And so I would, you know, I was clenching my fists. I was bracing against the pain. I couldn't get comfortable. I was, you know, panicking in my head a little bit. I was very frustrated and irritable. Like my husband would try to help and I would just bite his head off. Like I was very much kind of in this victim mentality of like, God, this 
sucks. When is this going to be over? Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Like, oh, just get this baby out. So that was my experience with Allie. And it was very traumatic. Even though, even though it was completely natural and it went quote unquote planned, it was still very traumatic because I wasn't able to go into my body and trust my body. It was one of those things of like my body, I felt completely out of control. My body was just doing stuff and I was just like hanging on for the ride, hoping to God that like I would make it out the other side. Very traumatic. Um, I remember having like nightmares of my birth because it was so painful. Um, And then also too, just the experience within the birthing center You know, I had nurses coming in and out and, you know, strapping fetal monitors to me and checking my cervix and just like, it was so invasive. And I just felt like this lab rat that was in so much pain and no one was looking at me in my eye. No one was asking how I was doing. They were just poking and prodding my body and I just felt like, oh my God, when is this ever going to be over? Um, I I tore really bad giving birth to Atlee. I pushed her out really, really fast. and, you know, then it had to be stitched up for an hour afterwards. Atlee was very small, about five pounds, um, 14 ounces, so almost six pounds. Um, and she, you know, she was completely healthy. We were full term. Um, but, you know, she just didn't have a lot of meat on her bones. So they were worried about keeping her warm and testing her blood sugar and, you know, pricking her heel every hour on the hour to make sure her blood sugar levels were up. So it was just like... It was just not ideal, even though everyone was healthy, um, just like mentally, emotionally, it was a lot of stress. It was a lot of trauma. And I just like, almost like felt like I blacked a lot of it out, especially during, um, the postpartum era. So with Callie, it was the exact same, like physiological birth, if you will, like Things started out of nowhere. Contractions were like already two minutes apart. I went uh, straight to my midwife, which she has um, kind of like this beautiful birthing suite. Think of it like an Airbnb, right? Where, you know, you meet her there and it's basically a home birth, um, but it's in her it's in her birthing suite, which is so beautiful. She has like this big jac- birthing jacuzzi thing. Um, you know, lots of like birthing balls and apparatuses and like wherever you want to do to get comfortable. So, um, I actually met her there. Um, this was in Billings. We live about three hours away. So I knew like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be lucky again if we, if we are in Billings at that time. So I headed up the day of, and little did I know I went into labor that night. So it was perfect timing. Um, so I woke up at about 1130 PM and just like, Ooh, these are some intense cramps. Um, went to the bathroom and the cramps aren't going away. I started timing things and notified my midwife, went straight there. My husband started heading from the ranch, which is three hours away. And he drove like hundred miles an hour down the interstate to get to where I was, um, made it in time to, for the last 20 minutes. But what was so different was the actual like mental and emotional and physical experience of the birth. Remember, like physiologically, it happened exactly the same. Um, but I showed up at the birthing suite and I immediately, you know, just started to like get comfortable and just see where, ooh, okay, this feels good. And eventually I found a position where I was kind of hovering over 
um, the countertop um, in the bedroom. They had like a little countertop with a sink there. And so that just allowed me to just like hold my upper body up and kind of hunch over a little bit and sway my hips um, and just kind of move whatever was comfortable. And then my midwife was massaging my back just to get the pressure off of my back, which helped immensely. And it was beautiful. Like I, every single time a contraction came, I would close my eyes, I would gently bent over and I would just start swaying and I would start breathing in. So instead of bracing against the pain and just like holding all of this tension in my upper body, I would take a deep breath into my womb and then I would exhale through my cervix and out through, like out through my root. And so my mantra was, was just like be with the sensation, open into the sensation. And then as I exhale, I could literally feel my cervix opening. And it was the coolest thing ever. So this was the main difference. Because of all of the work that I've been doing over the past four years of like going into my body, inhabiting my body, being one with the sensations, and instead of like, associating with my mind, I was able during my birth experience to actually be with the sensations and be with my body instead of resist them, instead of numb them out, instead of suppress them, instead of brace against them. This was huge. I went from birthing from my mindset to birthing from my body, birthing from my soul. This made the contractions like actually kind of enjoyable like i didn't start getting really uncomfortable until like the last 30 minutes you guys this is huge so instead of three hours of bracing against pain and panicking and getting caught up in my head worried oh my god i can't do this oh my god what's gonna happen next oh my god oh my god I was with my body the entire time. I was completely inward. Like no one said a word for three hours. <laughs> like my midwife was just massaging me. And every time a contraction came, I just went inward and I breathed through it. And I like melted into the sensation. It just felt like I dropped into my pelvis. And instead of it being painful, it felt like this swirling, this wave, this sensation. And I would just follow it around. And then as I would exhale, I would almost just like flush all of that sensation down through my cervix and open my cervix and then out through my root. It was the most beautiful experience. And so once, and, and the beautiful thing is, you know, last, the last birth with Atlee, I didn't know I was transitioning. So transitioning is that point where contractions get to the peak in terms of intensity. And your baby is starting to move down through your cervix, down through the birth canal and basically out. And last time I couldn't feel that. I was just like shaking and really scared. And I was moved from the tub and onto the bed and was just told push, 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 push. And I just like never was connected with that at all. This time I actually felt that transition period. I got a little bit shaky and then I actually felt Cali, like moving out through my cervix and down into the birth canal. And I started to like actually squat down and start to uh, bear down and actually push. And I pushed her out in three pushes. 
that was probably the most painful. Um, I definitely was like, oh my God, this is crazy intense. Oh, there's Callie. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. She's on my chest. <laughs> you might hear some cooing. Uh, sorry, not sorry. So, so that was probably the most intense part. Um, I was completely aware of my entire birth. Like there was no parts of me that blocked anything out because I couldn't process it. And, and that's like really what I want to make clear is that when you don't know how to be in your body during birth, it is going to be a pretty painful and traumatic experience. Like you just, your body just doesn't know how to process things when you're not in your body. Like this is, this is trauma 101. And, you know, I'll get more into that, how that trauma has been accumulated across generations and passed down through our womb to womb. But for me, I was able to literally process every single contraction. I was able to process every single contraction. Why? Because I was in my body. I was in the sensation. And as soon as the sensation passed, I moved it out and through my body. This is exactly the same process that we do inside of like emotional release um, and, and trauma release, where we actually go into the body and feel the emotions that we couldn't at the time of the trauma. And that allows it to digest and move through us and process. So the first birth experience, I didn't remember much besides, oh my God, painful. Oh my God, like, oh, I can't think about it. Oh my God, it was the worst thing ever. To now, I was like, oh my God, I could do that again. I remember every single moment of my birth. I processed every single contraction and digested it and how beautiful is that so when i was done giving birth you know i wasn't shook up and shaken and i didn't have a ton of adrenaline coursing through my body i was actually very calm and very grounded and very present and i just got to soak up the entire experience and it was just it was so radically different so I want to talk a little bit about like what I did specifically to heal my birth trauma that I experienced from Atlee's birth and how that impacted me in Callie's birth and also going forward and, and how I think it will actually impact Callie and Atlee as a mother. So first of all let's let's just talk about the history of birth trauma because this is so important each and every one of us holds this trauma within our womb whether we're conscious to it or not in the last six thousand years with the onset of patriarchy right which is just the feminine suppression and rise of the wounded masculine this was because of violence war dispossession domination over women um violent persecution of women's um, spirituality, right? Think womb practices, think connection to the earth, think midwives, herbalists, healers. Uh, they were all burned at the stake, right? There was this loss of wisdom of women's bodies, of birth, of fertility, of sexuality. 
And it was replaced with very invasive and disempowering and dominating practices that then became Western medicine, that then became, um, you know, the medicalization of fertility and birth. So the reason that this was, was because, you know, free natural childbirth was a very unknown and chaotic and spiritual experience. And one way to really control women's bodies and women's spirituality is to cut her off, to suppress, to medicalize, and even disempower her. Right? So think about it. In Western medicine, you deliver a baby on your back. You're immobile. You're cut off from support. You experience the most pain and the most trauma in this position. And you're disconnected from like what your body naturally wants to do. You're disconnected from the spiritual connection and intuition. And you don't believe that you can do it. Like, even though I I wanted a natural birth, like when it really got to be really painful, I remember I kept saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. That never once happened during the birth with Callie. It was the opposite. It was, oh my God, I can do this. Oh my God, I can do this. Oh my God, I can do this. So we have we have thousands of years of this birth trauma accumulating within our womb, within our bodies, within our society. Take one look around and ask anyone about having a natural home birth and they watch their eyes get really, really big, really, really scared and just watch them spout out every awful, horrible, traumatic birth experience that they can rattle off or make up or whatever. (laughs) Then you'll know that birth trauma is real. It's curious, you know, I have a lot of guy friends and when I was talking about like, oh yeah, we're doing a home birth, you know, they would always say like, Stasha, I totally, I totally get it, but like, why would you risk, why would you risk that? Isn't that interesting? A bunch of guys, most of them single, no kids whatsoever, right? And they're even programmed. Oh God, it's so risky. Why would you risk that? This is birth trauma that has propagated as fear across an entire society. And it takes a lot of freaking guts to go and heal this shit because it's scary. It's uncomfortable. It's earth shattering. It's anxiety ridden. Anyone who has quote unquote woken up from the matrix and really decided to take back their health, their power, their birth, their fertility. It is like standing up to an abusive father. Now I've never experienced an abusive father, but it's that feeling of like, I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to stand up for myself for the first time ever And I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know if I'm right and I don't know if I'm going to be okay, but I'm going to do it anyway. You shake in your boots that first time. So we have this really 
incredible opportunity to transition from maiden to mother archetype during birth. And we've now made it an abusive and traumatic experience, imprinting fear, imprinting powerlessness, shame, guilt into our wombs and the wombs of our daughters. So how does this trauma transmit and accumulate in our wombs? So each of us, I want you to think about this, each of us sits in our mother's womb for nine months of gestation. Our mothers and grandmothers have also sat in their mother's wombs. The eggs of our ovaries develop while we are in our mother's womb. So think about it like a Russian nesting doll. Our wombs create this unbroken, physical and energetic line of transmission from each generation, from each generation. We are connected all the way through these past 6,000 years, but we're also connected beyond that. That's why when we access our womb, we can access all of this collective trauma, but we also get to access the collective wisdom. This is why womb work is so beautiful because when we go into our womb, yes, there's going to be going into the cave and processing deep emotions, but we also get to access limitless wisdom of femininity, of power, of creative forces. So again, our womb transmits light, love, nourishment, wisdom, but it also transmits the trauma. It transmits it genetically, epigenetically through our DNA, and also emotionally through cellular memory. You've, you've probably heard of water holding memory. The waters of our womb and the cells of our womb hold this memory as well. So what does it look like in our birth experience when we're holding on to this unconscious birth trauma? It's exactly what I experienced with Ali. We're in our head. We're worrying, we're over-controlling, we're second-guessing, we're doing whatever maybe the doctor says without question. Now, that wasn't me because I'm a little bit of a rebel, but you get the gist. We suppress fear. We try to brace and numb out the pain. We dissociate from our body. We let the fear of life during birth like we we think of the worst case scenario right we don't think of oh my god this is going to be absolutely incredible experience we go what is the worst case scenario let me prepare for that we don't trust the body we expect it to fail because it's not good enough we're disempowering disempowered during challenges we resort to the external procedures, right? Induction, episiotomy, C-section, etc. And then like me, you can also go in the other direction where we reject Western medicine. We reject patriarchy. I can do this myself. I don't need you. But again, we're still controlled by this trauma because instead of feeding into the fear, we're trying to block out the fear and push through it. And we're still operating from a fear-based, trauma-based reaction. 
So how do we heal this unconscious birth trauma? This is, this is exactly what I set out to do when I was pregnant again. Actually, when I was preparing for my pregnancy with Callie. At the time, I was still doing fertility coaching. And so I took every one of my audience through a program called 30 Days to Embodied Fertility. And I brought everyone through for 30 days of how I was going to prepare my body, my mind, my soul to get pregnant with Callie. And so 30 days, I brought you along of what I was doing physically, how I was tracking, how I was perceiving what I was tracking. Um, and then also what I was doing emotionally, what I was healing birth trauma, how I was healing masculine feminine energy through my relationship. And it was so powerful for you all. And the most beautiful thing is that we did that in the month of October. And then the first time we tried to get pregnant, I got pregnant. It was just such a testament to the work that I do with energetics, with womb healing, all of it. And so, what were some of the things that I did? To truly heal the ancestral trauma and the cultural conditioning, I had to go beyond the mind, beyond talk therapy, beyond reading books, and go into the body, into the shadow. I had to feel and process the fear that I had held within the womb. I processed the fear of my own birth experience and that of my mother. She also had a very disempowering birth experience with me and all the way back through my maternal line. And wow, like this was huge. It almost felt like my, my womb, my cervix that was like protecting against getting pregnant again, softened and opened and relaxed and was in this new receptive, this new receptive frequency which is exactly the frequency that we want to be in when we're talking about fertility. So the best modality to do this is womb awakening, hands down by far. Because again, when we, when we connect into the consciousness of our womb space, we access directly the trauma that is held there, but also the wisdom that is held there. So it's almost like we clear out the weeds of the trauma and then we unearth the wisdom and bring it forward to create this beautiful, fertile soil. So again, specifically what I did was I healed the maternal line with the intention to release any transmitted birth trauma, memories, fear of natural childbirth, and really encode and manifest light of healing. So what does that mean, manifest light of healing? Because we are powerful creators, and because we are energy and light beings, we can actually manifest specific light frequencies to heal. Yeah, go, Callie. To heal whatever whatever we want, to heal whatever we need. And those that have been in awakened womb know exactly what I mean. When we manifest light and we press it into our womb space, we heal exactly what we intended to heal. So the process was very, very, very easily. I just set the intention. I connected with my womb space. 
I allowed the light to manifest and press it into my womb and just observe it and witness it circulating and washing away the trauma. And as it was washing away the trauma, I would feel emotions and I would feel the emotion all the way through. And then I would feel it leave my body and I'd be free of it. And I'd feel whole. I'd feel like I'm at home. I'm empowered. Like I was unstoppable. Like I was meant to do this. So that was just so beautiful. And it set me up for such success to have such an incredible birth with Callie. Birth is such a unique point of reclamation of the feminine. For a lot of women, our, our menstrual cycle, our fertility journeys, our birth, postpartum, even menopause, these big transition points are opportunities to reconnect with our soul, to inhabit the body, to ground into earth, to really dis- receive that dis- the, la 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 la, <laughs> to receive divine masculine support and give birth to the next generation who is free from this trauma, this suppression and disempowerment that has honestly locked us all in cages for the past 6,000 years, men included. It's a beautiful opportunity to burn the rule book, decondition from the limiting beliefs of society around birth fear and trauma, and truly reclaim our sovereignty over our, our self and consciously move into motherhood. Mm. It's a beautiful opportunity to heal our relationship <laughs> with our own mothers. Callie's just reclined and smiling. While also stopping that transmission of trauma to our own children. So I want to invite you, if you're a birth worker, if you're a fertility coach, if you're even a women's health coach, this is such important work to know how to work within the womb, lead your clients through this work, facilitate this work, do the work yourself. And so if this is really calling to you and this is really inspiring to you, if you're someone who wants to heal their own birth trauma, if you're someone who desires to conceive their baby through a more natural and body-led and womb-led space, and you desire to be a coach, a practitioner in any of these spaces, I invite you to enroll into this round's embodied awakening certification because I'm quite literally teaching you everything I know, but I'm guiding you and leading you through everything I know so that you have the experience of embodiment of this work. This is the work that's actually changing lives. This is the work that's actually leading women into their power and into their feminine. And I'm just beyond excited for the women who are already in and those that are joining before we officially start on September 13th. So I hope this was so valuable and so incredible for you all. Let me know if you have any questions about joining the certification. 
I will put the link below so that you can learn more. There's also a free masterclass that you can register to and will give you a lot more information on the modalities that you will become embodied in. And also, if you scroll all the way bottom to the to the bottom of the enrollment page, you can see some different ideas of what women's health coaches, fertility coaches, practitioners, uh, doulas, midwives, um, even yoga teachers and fitness instructor instructors, how you can use this certification in your current practice or give you some ideas of how to start your own practice. If you enroll by August 31st, you will also receive the two-week Iconic Coach Bootcamp, which is going to really show you how to be the thought leader in your space and really stand out in what can be a very saturated women's health field. So I'm really, really excited about that. <sighs> All right, my loves, I am gonna go snuggle with baby Callie who's just smiling. I think she loved this transmission so much. So reach out, let me know, and beyond excited. Take care, my loves.